the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we set our hearts and our minds to remember this evening the ascension of Jesus Christ, our God, we want to look at two separate realities presented in our Gospel reading tonight from the Gospel of St. Luke. And the first thing we want to look at is the direction that our Lord gave to His disciples just before His ascension. And then we want to look at a number of things of the ascension itself and what it tells us Christ has done for us. First, let's look at the Lord's instructions to His disciples before His ascension in the Gospel of St. Luke in chapter 24. Jesus says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Obviously speaking of Pentecost, when we pour out the Holy Spirit. They were told to go and to tarry. And that word means to go and settle in. Make your home Jerusalem and stay there until I pour out power upon you. And we know from the Acts chapter 1 account that they did so. We also know more than that. That when they went and quote unquote tarried in Jerusalem, what they're tarrying was is in an upper room, either very close or within the boundaries of the temple itself. They prayed. They supplicated. And they gave great thanksgiving to God as they awaited the, their Lord Jesus Christ in doing them with power as He had promised. And I love how St. John Chrysostom reveals the wisdom of Christ not immediately sending the disciples out into the world to do what He had called them to do. To make disciples of all men, baptizing and instructing, forming the church on earth until after they received power at Pentecost. Here's St. John Chrysostom's words on this. He ordered them not to leave Jerusalem. Why? Just as when soldiers are about to charge a multitude, no one thinks of letting them issue forth until they have armed themselves. Or, as horses are not allowed to start from the barriers until they have got their charioteer, their driver. Likewise, Christ did not allow them to appear in the field of battle before the descent of the Holy Spirit so that they would not be easily defeated and taken captive by the many. Jesus, in other words, sending them to Jerusalem, He gathered His troops. And when it was the right time, He poured out power and armed them and gave them everything they needed for their defense to come and bear witness to the living Lord Jesus Christ, baptizing many and seeing the kingdom of God manifest in the earth, in and through the church. Now let's take a moment, just look at a few realities with the ascension itself. In our gospel reading, now it came to pass while he blessed them that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. And in Acts chapter 1 in the account of the ascension, we're told that it was a cloud that took our Lord up from them and up into heaven. Again, St. John Chrysostom on the cloud. Why a cloud took him? 
This is another indication that he ascended into heaven, not fire as in the case of Elijah, nor a fiery chariot, but a cloud took him. This was a symbol of heaven. According to the words of the prophet, he who makes the clouds his chariot. That cloud, that chariot being granted by the Father to lift the Son back into heaven. Just as a cloud enveloped Mount Sinai, as God descended upon the top of Mount Sinai to meet in fellowship with Moses, just as a cloud descended on Mount Tabor, enveloping Christ and his three disciples at the transfiguration, so a cloud would descend and surround our Lord Jesus Christ and lift him up as his chariot to return to the Father. And my friends, I tell you this, without the ascension of Jesus Christ, there is no salvation for the souls of mankind. That's why the Ascension is one of the 12 major feasts of the church that we celebrate every year. It is critical. For because first, our Lord Jesus Christ condescended to come to us to take on our fallen humanity and to join it within His person and to be joined to His divinity as He dwelled on earth. And now, eternally joined to Himself, he now elevates our humanity up from its fallen state and he takes it with him, raising it up into heaven. And in this moment, please hear this, within Christ our God, created humanity pierced the veil and entered into heaven for the very first time ever. That's what happened when our Lord, with our humanity, intact within himself when he went to paradise he was the first god man humanity entered for the first time and with that piercing of the veil him being the first among us with that piercing of the veil the opening was created for every soul and at the same time the opening was made to paradise <coughs> The ladder was now set up for our humanity to be able to ascend and follow him where he went. Following Christ up the ladder to join him where he is. To be with him eternally where he is now seated. St. Cyril of Alexandria says it this way. For he ascended to heaven as our forerunner. That word forerunner, brother, someone who goes before us so that we can follow and end up where he is. He ascended to heaven as our forerunner, St. Cyril says, as the inspired Paul taught. There as man, there as man, he is truly the high priest of our souls, our helper and the coverer of our sins. And consider this. When Christ pierced the heavens, keeping our humanity within himself, even to today, listen to what the Eastern Rite hymn of the Ascension proclaims in truth of our faith all around the world today. The lyrics are this. As the angels, O Savior, wondered at thy elevation, and the disciples were amazed at thy dread rising, Thou didst ascend in glory, being God, and the gates were lifted up for thee. Wherefore, the heavenly powers were surprised, shouting, Glory to thy condescension, glory to thy reign, 
Glory to thy ascension, O thou who art the lover of mankind. That lyric from that hymn, I'm amazed at what I'm hearing. The angelic host that were with Christ our God before creation were confounded at what Christ had done for us. When they see him, notice it says his condescension as well as his ascension. You can just picture the angels in wonder at what they were seeing as God in the form of man pierces the veil and ends up back with the Father. And then is seated at the right hand of God the Father. And as the latter that I spoke of a minute ago now erected so that he could follow him in this. Listen to the teaching from a sermon from Father Theodore Zaiton. Having prayed in silence, the apostles returned to Jerusalem, glowing with melancholy joy. They were alone now, alone against the enemy called the world. But heaven is not cut off from the earth as before the coming of Christ. The mystic ladder of Jacob is no longer a lonely man's dream, but is set up on the earth, on this earth which we tread. And above there is an intercessor who does not forget those for whom he desires to have to himself an eternal life. Because Jesus Christ ascended, there is not one moment of our journey that is filled with great hardship, constant spiritual warfare that we endure throughout all of our lives that we should ever feel or believe or be deceived that we are alone. Heaven is not cut off from the earth, nor is earth cut off from heaven. Christ, all the angelic and all the saints of God are with us always in the process of ascending this ladder. And this is why for our journey in this life, we pray the very colic prayer we're given to pray in this very mass of the ascension. We pray to grant we beseech the almighty God that like as we do believe thy only begotten son, our Lord Jesus Christ, to have ascended into the heavens, so we may also in heart and mind also ascend and with him continually dwell. Tonight we rejoice in Christ's ascension. And as we do, we set the face of our soul because of Christ. Heaven is not being not cut off from the earth. We set our soul to ascend the ladder that he has raised for us and made a way. Our minds and our hearts, my friends, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, are now to leave the things of this world constantly and be embracing the things of the eternal kingdom of God that is with us and forever will be. That we may ascend and be with him where he is. Because this is exactly what his loving desire is. That we join him. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.